0: A father and a son that saw the renewal of the moon, and now they want to come to Beisden, to Kor and testify that they saw the new moon, so that they could sanctify the new month. So Yeelchu, the Mishnah says, they should both go together to the Beisden to, to testify. Not that they could testify with one another, Right, because a father and a son technically are invalid, they're puzzled to testify together because they're related, right? You cannot testify with a family member with a father with a son or with two brothers. the Torah, the Torah teaches us that they're invalid, they puzzle for for aidless with testimony because they're they're family, but nevertheless, they should go to, to the basin to testify why losha would start from Z and not that they could combine their testimony together as two valid witnesses. Elish and me postle that if one of them becomes invalid, Let's say that the Bazin investigates and they see that one of them is lying, and one of them becomes invalid. So you, so one of them will become invalid, but the other one is still a good witness. It's darf hashenim acher. Now, if somebody else comes to Bazin, Joe Schmo comes to Bazin, we could use Joe Schmo on either the father or the son, whoever's left, to make a complete testimony. Because now you have two unrelated parties and testifying the renewal of the new of the new moon for the new month. So, not that we're going to accept the father and the son's witness uh, testimony as one, but if one of them become invalid for whatever reason, you know, you find that one of them is lying, or one of them is a crook, so then you could use the other one and combine it with a third-party witness so that you have a valid testimony. This is the opinion of the Tanakhama, that says that a family member with another family member cannot testify. Whereas, Omer Shiman says that no, Abu a father and a son and any kind of relative, they're actually kosher to testify on the new moon, for the renewal of the new month. And they explain over here that, that Shimon learns this out of, the, of, of, out of a passage in the Torah. The Torah says that Hashem was speaking to Moshe and Aaron, and Hashem says, This month is for you. Meaning, This testimony of renewal of the new month, takes share, should be kosher, with you. Even though the, you two are brothers, nevertheless, testimony from the two of you for the Kiddush the sanctifying of the new month, would be kosher. So if Shimon learns that from this Pasuk, that even though throughout the entire Torah, family members are normally invalid to testify with regarding to sanctifying the new month, there's a, there's a special Pasuk that we say that they could testify together. Just like Hashem told Moshe and Aaron that this this new mitzvah is for you, and you two are brothers, so to any kind of family related you know uh, group would be kosher to testify strictly for the new month, not for any other kinds of things in the Torah. Special special leniency. Whereas the rabbis that are arguing over here, they say no. When the pasuk says this month is for you. It just means that this month should be given over to you, meaning to the gedolim, to the elders of your generation. It's just like you are the elders of the generation. So to the elders, meaning the bais and the court, they should be the ones always to sanctify the new month. But not necessarily that you know father and son could testify together. So that's how they, they dispute, you know, the meaning of this pasak. But comes out that the Mishnah explains that the halacha actually if it ain't halacha we don't follow Reb Shimon, meaning Shimon, who said that a father and son could testify together, we don't follow that opinion. And we're more strict like the like the Chachamim. But you still see here the difference of opinions. And Amr Rabyosi, Yossi says, my there was a story. but Tuvya with Tuvia the doctor, Shira Sekhodash, he saw the new month, uh the new moon, right? Yerushalayim. He saw it, his son saw it, and his freed slave saw it. Meaning, generally, a slave is invalid to testify on the new month. But if you, if the slave was freed, then he would be able to, because he's no longer a slave. So the three of them saw it. And the Kohanim, who were serving as the Basin then, accepted the testimony of who? Of him and his son. Upaslu Es Avdon, they invalidated his servant. They said that his servant has no Yichas, has no lineage, and therefore we're not going to use his servant's testimony, but the father and the son's testimony. This would have, this would support the opinion of Rip Shimon, who's more lenient. Uk they they but when they came before in right? Kiblu Sov Es Abdel. The Bazdin accepted the father and the freed and the freed slave. Upasl Espanothe invalidated the son's testimony, like the opinion of the Chachamim. So, you know, at the end of the story, you know, it looked like we were supporting Ubishima's opinion at the beginning, but at the end we're supporting the chachamim's opinion, and that's how we come out Lahalakh like the chachamim and that's it from Mishnah Zion. Mishnehches. Mishnehches is going to uh, mention now all the individuals that are invalid to testify for the new month. We'll see for the reasons uh, to follow. And this is all on a rabbinic level. On a Torah level, it's whoever's called a Russia, a wicked one, cannot testify. And then the rabbi said that there are even more people that can't testify. Now we're going to list them over here. Eluhine the following are invalids testify uh, as an as an aid, as a witness for Kiddush Khodh which was sanctifying the new month on a rabbinic level. Hamasachik bekuvia, a person who gambles, he's a gambler, and they explain over here that the Gemara says they were talking about a case where the gambler Elis, asks Zulava, the only thing he does is he gambles. It's not like he's a good guy and he also gambles. The only thing he does is he gambles. So if all he does is he gambles, then he's invalid to testify. Because if olam, he's not involved in the normal you know, uh, things that people are, are involved with. He doesn't do things that bring purpose to the world, like Torah or work. He's just a gambler. If all he's doing is gambling, then when his soul, the sole thing he does is to gamble, he becomes invalid to testify as a witness before court. Next, Umal the Beribis, a person who lends with interest. Even Beribis, even if it's Ribbus interest, it's only prohibited on a rabbinic level, right? And not just the lender would be invalid, but the lova, the borrower as well. They both become invalid to testify in court on renewing of the new month. A person who's lending with interest, whether it's the lender or the borrower, they're both prohibited to testify on the renewal of the new month on a rabbinic level before court. Next, They used to gamble with um, these doves, these birds, and they would gamble, you know, which bird would uh, fly from this point to that point, and who would come first. And whoever would come first, you know, they're you know, the owner of that bird will win a lot of money. It's also a form of gambling, and therefore, someone who's Mafrika Yonim, he makes the birds fly, meaning he gambles with birds, with bird races. So he's also invalid to testify before court for the renewal of the new month. The shvi is a person who does business with the fruit that grow during the Shemitah year. Right, we know that during the Shemitah year, this every seven years, the fruit are supposed to be ownerless, hefker, and anyone that could come take it and eat it. And this guy goes ahead and does business with it, so that's prohibited. The Alpha P, even though this prohibition is already prohibited on a Torah level, we we already know the pasuk says, the Torah says that you know you should you should it should be resting to you to eat, meaning you could eat the fruit, but don't do business with the fruit. Right? Nevertheless, the Mishnah mentions this um, case over here amongst the, those that are uh, Pasa invalid on a rabbinic level. Right? Why? Because we're talking about a case over here where, where, where it's Shemitah nowadays. Nowadays, it's not based on Mikdash, it's only prohibited on a rabbinic level. So certainly on a Torah level, someone who does business with Shemitah fruit is invalid. And even if you find a rabbinic case, like nowadays when the whole Shemitah is on a, on a rabbinic level... Because, nevertheless, if you did business with the, with the fruit, and didn't just leave it on unless you have one to eat, he's invalid to testify. And slaves, here's referring to an Eved kanani, a Canaanite slave, is invalid to testify, uh, the, 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 they're even invalid on a Torah level, and certainly on a rabbinic level, because they have a test, they have a, a, a din as a woman. And generally, women cannot testify before a court. And that's how the Mishra concludes, Zahl, here's the rule. Kol Eidus Sha'ina Ishaq Shayra Any testimony that a woman is not fit to testify. For example, monetary testimony. Or capital punishment. You want to have people want there's women want to come and testify if you know, someone killed somebody or whatever it is. The Passock says, two men will stand up. And we darshan out, anashim, men, velo and not women. So women cannot come to the court to testify for monetary or capital things because if they call, the honor of a woman is their inside. And therefore women are, you know, they don't come before the court. Um, so, so do these people we mentioned in the Mishnah. All those that are unveiled that we mentioned in our Mishnah, Enan La, are not um, kosher to testify for these type of testimonies either. They put they're put in the same category as women. However, they bring down over here any kind of testimony that a woman would be kosher to testify for. For example, to testify on a woman that her husband dies and that her husband died, and now this woman permitted to get remarried. Right? Let's just say that she didn't know what happened to her husband, and now she can't get a get a bill of divorce, because they don't know where she is. So she's stuck, you know, like that her whole life? No. If, a, if even a woman could come and testify that she knows that her husband died, for example, we believe that testimony and let, let this woman remarry, right? Or if the woman came to testify on a sota, that the, uh, a sota is a woman who was warned not to hang out with a certain individual, and she hung out with him nonetheless, so we give her these special sota waters to drink to to, to investigate whether she did a sin with this guy or not. So even a woman could come and testify on another woman who was, you know, accused to be as a sota, right? Um, So, so too, these uh, people mentioned in our Mishnah are kosher for these things as well. The same things that a woman would be kosher for, so too, those that are invalid to testify on the renewal of the new month of this Mishnah would be kosher for those things as well. But anyone who is invalid to testify on a Torah level because he did some kind of serious sin, then he's not kosher to testify even if things that a woman would be able to testify for. That's an important point to point out. Our Mishnah was discussing things that make a person invalid to testify on the renewal of the new month on a rabbinic level. But anything that would make somebody invalid on a Torah level, then even for things that a woman could testify, they cannot testify for. And that's it for Mishnah Ches.